Like the sands through Carpenter's Creek, so are the days of our Pensacola. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Council President, the action is that City Council appoint one of its members as Council President for a period of one year, expiring November 26, 2024. All right, and in front of you, you have your ballot, so let's go ahead and get your ballots out. Well, give people a chance to talk. I don't right? see, it's, I don't have nothing on here other than what the action is. I was just going to say I'd be honored for the opportunity to serve as president and um, you know, feel like I could lead a very efficient meeting and fair meeting and uh, hope to have that opportunity. You know, my experience, it's, it's not common for someone to fill this role two years in a row. And um, I believe Councilman Jones is ready to take over. <laughs> he served as vice president for a year, and I fully support him as president. Yeah, don't let the music fool you. This is completely uneventful. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this was not melodrama theater. The only real issue was in nominating a new president that apparently somebody had nominated Delarian Wiggins to be president. And I'm guessing that was Tenny Day Broughton only because she wasn't at the meeting yesterday. And uh, he got, I guess, one nomination. I don't think he nominated himself and nobody else would have done it because they all thought that you shouldn't have the same city council president twice uh, one year after another, which is true. They've never done that. Jen Brer said that. No offense to you. You're great, but we don't want the same person twice. Allison Patton, same thing. You're fantastic, but we don't want one two years in a row. I echo um, Councilman Brer's comments. I think you have done a fantastic job as our council president. Um, your calm demeanor, your balanced approach to running our meetings. Um, I have been very proud to have you represent us as our president. Yeah, but we just shouldn't have the same person twice in a row. Even, uh, you know, Jared Moore, who celebrated the fact that uh, he was a uh, an award-winning meeting shortener. Everyone's dignity's intact, been respectful, and been orderly and efficient. I think you've set all the records for fastest meetings. So, uh... <laughs> Is that thing true? <laughs> Including yesterday, which was 17 minutes long. Uh, Delarian Wiggins, for his part, said thank you, and then he withdrew himself from consideration so that uh, Casey Jones could be you know unanimously or it's kind of weird because they they said I move that we vote for him by acclamation. Well, by acclamation means that you just yay and that's it. You're done. You don't actually have a recorded vote, but it doesn't matter. The procedural things yesterday were a little bit sloppy, but who cares? It, it's fine. Uh, so Delarian Wiggins kind of jokingly said, "Now, just so y'all know, y'all said some nice things. So when I'm sitting on the other side, y'all keep." keep <laughs> <laughs> um, to the degree there was any drama in the meeting yesterday, it was only over the question of who's going to be the vice president, which, um, you know, Jen Brer made the point that, uh, you know, uh, only uh, Jared Moore was the only one who had been nominated. And since he had recently been the president, that would put him in position to be president again, which is a little bit unusual because, you know, you kind of want to get some rotation and variety uh, differences in there. You don't have to. There's no rule. Every board does this differently. Uh, you know, the Escambia County Commission does it strictly on a numerical rotation basis except when they fiddle with the numbers for reasons that I don't need to get into right now, but that some people raised eyebrows at, myself included, uh, recently. Um, others just plain vote on it. Santa Rosa County Commission, for example, and City Council here just plain vote on it. So you can do it any way you want to. Um, uh, so you basically, like, there was only the one name. I mean, it was only Jared Moore for vice president. So Jen Brer kind of raised the objection, um, even though he was great, would like to have somebody else. Um, and then Charles Bear, Brer 
is a female. Bear is a male. And yes, it's annoying, but it's just the reality of it. Um, we have a long history of weird name pairings in these counties. Um, Grover Robinson and Wilson Robertson. You know, for example, there was, uh, I mean, Wilson, let's see, who was the... Uh, Jerry Williamson's dad, all of a sudden I can't think of his name. Uh, meanwhile, you had another, uh, Rob Williamson, not the same. I mean, just is we, we just seem to have this problem in this area of having people with very similar names either running for or actually being elected to office. But uh, Charles Bear, who said, I mean, you know, if we need a second person, I didn't want to put myself up for uh, vice president, but. You know, as a new, I guess, a retread uh, council member, I, I didn't feel like it was my place to nominate myself. I just wanted to see what would happen. I would be happy to serve as vice president. Um, I have run meetings. I would be happy to, to serve. Um, and if uh, President Jones, well, soon to be President Jones, um, if he wasn't be able to make a meeting, I'd be happy to run that. I actually enjoy um, presiding over meetings. And um, there's a whole year of video you could watch to see if I'm capable of doing it. I had a very challenging time as council president with one of our uh, invocations that we don't do anymore, which... Uh, would take a lot of pressure off me not having to preside over an invocation, but I would be happy to serve. So what's he talking about? Oh, I'll tell you. I had forgotten. I really appreciate City Councilman Bear reminding me of what happened in 2016 and in 2014, and we'll get to that in just a second because if you don't remember, oh, my God. And if you weren't here or you weren't paying attention, oh, my God. Really? I mean, trust me. Jake, trust me. Dude, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's get traffic on the fives first. You're telling the truth this morning, brother. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, Looking good around town. No major accidents to report. I-10 and I-110 is at posted speeds. Uh, Highway 90 through Milton and Pace, uh, no slowdowns there. Uh, Johnson Avenue, Olive Road, uh, Cody Lane, Jernigan Road, University, all um, all checking in without delays. Uh, also, Gulf Beach Highway is flowing smoothly this morning. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. Text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. So let me set the stage for you if you don't uh, know what Charles Bear is talking about from 2016 and also from 2014. The name you want to know is David Suhor. Now, some of you are like, oh. <laughs> And some of you are like, oh, okay, all right. So David Suhor, a local um, humanist, atheist, I mean, to say devil worshiper is not really accurate because most of the people who say they're devil worshippers aren't really devil worshippers. They're just humanists making a point, okay? Um, But he was uh, one of the plaintiffs in the Bayview Cross case, okay? And he was famously uh, offended by and thought it was unconstitutional to have invocations or prayers to open government meetings, and he would protest that at uh, ECUA, at the Board of County Commission meeting, and in city council. Well, in 2014, he actually was allowed, I think Grover was the chair at the time, if I remember correctly. That's what I have in my brain. I think that's right. Uh, He was allowed to give the invocation as part of the rotation, the, you know, equality under the law or neutrality of government towards religion. And uh, my old producer, uh, Paul Stedden, good friend, um, he always, I think, said that uh, David was actually a music major at UWF. Um, So he has a great voice, but... This was the invocation dressed in what can only be described as white hippie garb uh, when he showed up. This is at the county commission meeting in 2014. Hail, guardians of the watchtower of the east, powers of air, we invoke and call you. Golden eagle of the dawn, star seeker whirlwind rising sun. Oh, man. Um, 
by the air that is her breath, send and this forth is your life. Two minutes long. Be here now. Hey, <laughs> the of the of the sound. Okay, okay. So, seriously, it's, it's the pause and the yeah. continuing on. Okay, so, I mean, he sings way better than I could. Okay, that was the pagan invocation at the Board of County Commission meeting in 2014 in September. Fast forward two years, Charles Bear, City Council President, David Suhor again, all offended that, you know, give me a chance in the rotation. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to sing. So he gets given a chance to sing in the July of 2016 city council meeting. And in that meeting, you had a whole bunch of people show up, Christians, upset about this, that were going to show him. At this time, we will have an invocation by David Sumor. This will be followed by a Pledge of Allegiance led by Vice President Brian Spencer. So this is me in the meeting on my phone recording this. They are going to drown him out with repetitions of the Lord's Prayer. This also goes on for about two minutes while Charles Bear is trying to figure out what, what do I do. So he kind of gavels it in and says, look, you know, this is the agreement that we've come to, and, you know, we're going to let him do his thing. For invocation speech, I will have you removed from the chamber. That won't be an issue. However, I would prefer, I would ask that these people remain quiet, or at least a level where my invocation may be heard. Yeah, because part of the backdrop to this is he had tried to drown out Charles Wingate, uh, Gerald Wingate. Gerald Wingate. I don't know why I said Charles. One of them is an actor, one of them is a city council member. Anyway, uh, had tried to drown him out uh, in the previous meeting with his own. So he had been rude before, and they were being rude to him with a different message, right? So finally, they won't be quiet, and Charles Bear says, enough. Mr. President, you allowed him last week to stand on the floor and, we need and, to have the and, and say, this time. Harry Christian, Harry Rama. We need to have the chambers clear. We need everybody to exit the chamber. So PPD got him out. All right. Keep Lord's Prayer, and as you're exiting, like, PPD cleared the room of the people who were being, you know, loud. And then we got a chance to hear our second. (laughs) And this, by the way, at this point, he was full costume. He was wearing the black robe with the hood up doing the pagan invocation. This made international news back in 2016, in case you don't You're looking it up now, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, do you remember Polyphonic Spree? Oh, that, yeah, that yeah, singing yeah, group? yeah. It's yeah. like a rehearsal went bad <laughs> for them. <laughs> don't bring them into this. Oh, but yeah, that's very... So ultimately, yeah. after the room got mostly cleared and then David Suhor was allowed to continue... Mr. Suhor. Yes, I'm ready. Please proceed. <laughs> I love the tuning. Let us stand now, unbowed and unfettered, by arcane doctrines born of fearful minds in darkened times. Let's not be uh, fettered by darkened minds by these arcane doctrines. The Luciferian impulse. Let's embrace the Luciferian impulse. Okay. So um, <laughs> this he's got goes some on. Pi- he's got some pipes. The, the, 
the boy can sing. Yeah. There's no doubt. In fact, I don't know this to be true. I thought he had moved away. Somebody texted me earlier and said that he actually does for hire singing telegrams in Louisiana now. I don't know. Maybe that's true. I'm, the person usually pretty reliable, so he, I'm not I'm He not shows doubting. up to your house in a black robe to sing you a song. <laughs> <And laughs> you, that won't sings last you lullaby long. with... Not their fealty to arbitrary social norms. Not their fealty to arbitrary social norms. Uh, it's, I don't think this was written as song. It's just a very standard pagan invocation. So when Charles Bear says there was some stuff from before... There was some stuff from before. Now, I, I don't blame Charles for this. I don't know how you handled this better. It was a very difficult time. Uh, and, you know, he eventually stopped causing trouble and left town. Um, so there you have that. But as I say, it's good to remember that every once in a while, even though city council in Pensacola is now basically a healthy, functioning, collegial everybody's, I mean, they don't always agree, but they're, you know, very diplomatic to each other. There was a time when it was not always that way. <laughs> and maybe it gives hope to some of your um, lesser well-functioning municipalities. Let's not name names, but you know who I mean. Uh, and just remember that everybody at a certain time has had their challenges, and, um, you know, sometimes it's fairly entertaining. Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the south. 723 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, sing song. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Do you ever pray for spiritual and mental strength? Paul's prayer for the Ephesian believers was a prayer to strengthen their inner man. Let's pray his prayer right now and ask God to strengthen us in the same way. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, according to the riches of your glory, please allow us to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend what is the breadth and length and depth and height height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Father, thank you in advance for how you will strengthen our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Elevate your brand with custom engraved gifts and products from Prim and Proper. Your clear choice for all branded product needs. Locally owned and trusted, Prim and Proper offers custom engravings for promotional and gift items for your business. They also have so many unique gifts to choose from, including engraved drinkware, cutting boards, tumblers, water bottles, slate decor, and more to inspire you the moment you walk through the door. They're also the only local retailer for Sandhopper electric beach carts. Primandproper.com for more. That's primindproper.com. Brace yourself for the ultimate holiday deal with Consumer Cellular. Snag an incredible 50% off the Iris Flip when you buy before December 17th, making it only $34.50. The Iris Flip is all the phone and camera you need with a user-friendly design, the perfect flip phone companion. Plus, you'll get nationwide coverage and always free activation. Score 50% off when you use promo code RADIO50. Head over to ConsumerCellular.com and use promo code RADIO50 during checkout to score this deal.
This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me today at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions today at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. I promise I'll never even think about going up in a tall building again. I got a couple of texts in here talking about the uh, flashback to the old city council meeting where we had uh, local pagan activist uh, David Suhor protesting the invocations and uh, a variety of texts. Let's see, 437-1620. Somebody says, imagine getting a uh, David Suhor singing telegram when he performs, uh, I get a kick out of you, (laughs) which is one of, I guess, the repertoire options. Uh, Somebody says, um, that's what the rest of us think when we see any church church service, you morons. Okay, all right. Um, we'll pray for you. Thanks for the, uh, the delightful criticism. Um, I appreciate you listening, and I certainly don't mind you texting. Uh, let's see. Uh, the tune was to the Lord's Prayer. Oh, is it? So, see, the churches I grew up in, we didn't sing the Lord's Prayer that way, so that's interesting. I didn't recognize that. Um, people should respect other religions. It's not very Christian of them to try to drown him out. I actually agree with you. Once the permission has been granted by the city council uh, in order to do the performance, uh, the appropriate thing is, in fact, to let it happen. I, you know, I, I agree with that. That's part of being uh, civil. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I can't even. Somebody says, "Are you summoning?" <laughs> I don't know what the, the reference is, so I won't say it on the air. But are you summoning something here? And I hope not. Uh, Seven twenty seven News Radio ninety two three. Uh, Jake's got our traffic for us. Jake. Okay, nothing uh, major to speak of this morning. We do have um, looks like a fender bender that's moved off to the side on I one ten. Uh, at the Fairfield exit. Uh, Looks like it's heading southbound. So if you're heading southbound on I-110, you're going to get off at Fairfield. Uh, Just watch out on the right-hand side of the exit there. There could be some uh, vehicles pulled over there. Uh, Highway 98 westbound in Tiger Point starting to back up there at the light at Garcon. Uh, Otherwise, Highway 90, we're looking good through Milton and Pace. And uh, Highway 29 through Cantonment, uh, looks like there's... um, at nine and a half mile road in Pine Meadow Lane, there is an accident there, but no road blockage reported at this time. If you see anything out there, let us know. 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. A U.S. military Osprey aircraft has crashed off the coast of western Japan. At least one person is confirmed dead in this crash, and witnesses say the aircraft's left engine appeared to be on fire as it went down. The aircraft was attempting to land at the uh, Yokoshima Airport when it went down. I, I, I just as a, I don't know whether they mean port or starboard. You know, it's kind of because I don't mean facing it or right. Right. But also, um, we talk about the pilot would have trained here. As somebody reminded me, and rightly so, anybody who would have maintained that aircraft also would have trained here because all the maintainers trained at NS Pensacola. So that's. Everybody connected to this incident had a footprint here for sure. Absolutely. And they're saying, as of now, they're saying that there were six people on board. So we'll uh, 
we'll keep any Hope for any information for right yeah. any information we get on that we'll let you know the university of california berkeley now facing a lawsuit accusing the school of not stopping the spread of anti-semitism on campus the lawsuit was filed in federal court on tuesday claims on campus displays of hatred harassment and physical violence against jews have erupted since uh, the hamas israel war started And life expectancy in the U.S. rose in 2022 after a couple of years of decline. CDC data now shows that the life expectancy is 77.5 years, up uh, 1.1 years. Yeah, I assume that most of that data has been heavily influenced or corrupted by COVID-19. You know, that's what I assume. And, you know, I'm going to kind of wait to draw any conclusions about lifespan in the U.S. until we kind of get past that statistical impact, uh, which would be, you know, probably five years maybe or more from now. But that, that would be my interpretation of the data. Uh, but, yeah, at least it's going up. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. At least one crew member of a U.S. military Osprey aircraft is killed, pulled from the water after a crash off the coast of Japan. Japan's Coast Guard reported finding wreckage from an Osprey carrying six people crashing off the southern end of Japan. It's about two miles from Yakushima Island, and they appear to have found also a deployed lifeboat along with the wreckage debris field. Fox's Griff Jenkins. It's the last day of a six-day Israel-Hamas ceasefire unless it's extended again. Secretary of State Antony Blinken heads back to Israel today. We'll discuss with Israel how it can achieve its objective of ensuring that the terrorist attacks of October 7th never happen again, while sustaining an increasing humanitarian assistance and minimizing further suffering and casualties among Palestinian civilians. Secretary Blinken in Brussels, Belgium, meeting with other foreign secretaries at NATO headquarters. Another 12 Hamas hostages were released last night. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning at 7.31 at News Radio 92.3. Bit of a chilly morning today. Right now we've got 36 degrees, partly cloudy skies in Pensacola. When they meet next month, board members of the Escambia Children's Trust will be voting on whether to renew over $5 million in taxpayer funding to 19 organizations. There are some concerns about how the money was spent over the last year. You got two hundred plus thousand dollars in administrative salaries, and you got two thousand dollars in feeding children. I mean, that's just not good stewardship to me. I mean, I, I see a, a ton of money in executive salary, and I see no volunteer training. Uh, that from board member and Escambia County Commissioner Lumen May. There's also some questions about whether organizations have been overestimating the number of kids they would serve to justify the high grant dollar amounts. Governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis says we need term limits in Washington, D.C. If we do that, it changes the incentives in Washington. They're not going to be there for 40 years. They have a limited amount of time, three terms in the House, two terms in the Senate, to actually get things done. Uh, and leave a legacy. DeSantis says if he's elected, he plans to lead an effort to go through the states and impose limits of three terms for House members and two terms for senators. That announcement came on a video on DeSantis's X account yesterday. DeSantis says Florida has term limits and they work well here. He says they're needed in Washington, D.C. Next month, Pensacola city leaders are expected to put an ordinance on the books that would bring accountability to tree-cutting businesses. For heritage trees, uh, an arborist must perform the perf- pruning and removal and then of course there'll be penalties like paid fines that go into the tree planting trust fund the same way that that, that's set up right now for property owners Uh, but you'll also uh, be subject to to losing the ability to do business in the city. That is Mayor D.C. Reeves. He says the city has identified several situations where trees have been cut down illegally but the only authority they had was to fine the homeowners. 
whether they knew about the city rules or not. Reeves says in many cases the fines were warranted, but ultimately the burden should be on the contractors to know those regulations. The uh, Pensacola City Council held their annual organizational meeting to elect a president and vice president this week. Outgoing Council President Delarian Wiggins had these words. It's not an easy seat to sit in, so uh, I did the best that I could. And so I thank you, uh, everyone, uh, for what y'all have done uh, in assisting me to be the president. And And, uh, current VP and District 3 Councilman Casey Jones will take over as the council president for the next year. District 4 Councilman Jared Moore will serve as the vice president. The planning phase for next year's Hangout Fest in Gulf Shores has been well underway for a while now. Tickets will be going on sale this week. Next year's event will be held May 17th through the 19th at the Hangout in Gulf Shores. Now, they haven't released a lineup yet, but festival organizers do say those announcements will be made in January. Again, advanced tickets going on sale Thursday. Uh, General admission is priced at $279. News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing out there? Uh, got, got me a little early there. I was about 30 seconds behind. Uh, if you're heading out of Cantonment south on Highway 29, uh, starting at about the uh, old Kimstrand Road, uh, stretching all the way down to West Nine Mile, we're going to have some slowdown there. Uh, 98 westbound. Uh, the, the light at Garson Point starting to back up a little bit this morning. That's, you know, usual. Um, all exits off I-10 and I-110 reporting is clear. Uh, we did have that one um, on Fairfield uh, coming from I-110, uh, but that's moved off to the side, so shouldn't be any problems getting off of I-110 there at Fairfield. Nine Mile not showing any issues. Mobile Highway is clear through Beulah and Pensacola. Um, also, a dog track road is clear. No issues on Blue Angel Parkway as well. But if you see anything out there this morning, let us know. 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It is going to be a very chilly day today with temperatures starting out in the 30s and 40s. In the afternoon, we'll warm up around 58 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures getting chilly but not quite as cold. 43 for your low. Thursday starting to warm up high near 65 with partly cloudy skies. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 61 and we will warm up as we go into Friday with a chance of rain. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now it is 36 in Pensacola, 36 also in Gulf Breeze, and 33 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your money now. Rupert Murdoch is being deposed as part of the $2.7 billion defamation lawsuit filed against Fox Corporation by the voting tech company Smartmatic. It's the second time this year the 92-year-old has been deposed in a high-stakes defamation lawsuit accusing Fox News of airing damaging lies about the 2020 presidential election. Under questioning in January as part of a similar defamation lawsuit filed by Dominion Voting Systems, Murdoch admitted that some Fox News hosts and personalities endorsed the false narrative that the election was stolen from then-President Trump. Around 813,000 student loan borrowers will soon receive an email from President Biden notifying them their debt has been forgiven because of his actions. Many borrowers who will get the email likely already knew about the loan cancellation and may have already received the relief. Biden has erased $127 billion in student debt so far for more than 3.5 million borrowers. On Wall Street, futures this morning are higher. That's your money now. 
The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, Pensacola Bay Oysters, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Marcus Point Baptist Church invites you to a Christmas celebration for the whole family. The spirit of Christmas has been a Pensacola tradition over the past 30 years. This year, our special guest will be Joe Kennedy, the praying coach. While we're celebrating, your kids will have a blast with our kids' ministry, plus a free meal for the whole family. It's all happening December 10th at 10 a.m. at any of our three campuses in Pensacola, Beulah, and North Pace. For more information, visit PensacolaChurch.org. It's a Fox News Radio special event. DeSantis versus Newsom. Live on Fox News Radio this Thursday. Sean Hannity will present an exclusive 90-minute debate between Florida Governor and GOP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Focusing on the major issues impacting our country. The economy, the border, immigration, crime. Hannity will highlight them all starting at 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox News, Fox News Radio, and... News Radio 92.3 from 8 till 10 p.m. Certainly, they're an integral part of many park systems and everything that you mentioned from concessionaires to uh, operator agreements and uh, you know, use agreements can definitely enhance the activity in parks. Uh, and we have a number of those situations here in Pensacola. So this is Ben Heinz, uh, Heistein. He is the new parks director for the city of Pensacola. This is in a press conference, uh, uh, not this most recent one yesterday, but maybe two weeks ago. And uh, John Singley of Studio 850 had asked a really good question about, well, what sort of other sort of revenue streams might you be considering when it comes to our park system? And he had given, uh, you know, a, a fair number of those. And I thought that was a very interesting question slash concept. And so let's talk about this a little bit. D.C. Reeves is the mayor of Pensacola, of course, joins us every Wednesday at this time. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. So I I know one of your big focuses is having an inventory of everything we got. How much does it need to be repaired? How much is it going to cost us every year to maintain or to repair it, restore it to the condition? Obviously, you're doing this across the board. Uh, But this issue of alternate revenue streams to support the always publicly subsidized parks don't make money obviously they make quality of life um but can you maybe talk a little bit about what things you and ben might have in mind for generating revenue around the parks yeah absolutely and, and like you said step one no matter what is to, uh, you know let's see what we're dealing with right and so let's see assessment um and, and so we, like you said that is in process as he gets on boarded but uh, but I love that idea, and I love that the fact, and that's why it's important to have fresh ideas sometimes when you come from working for the size and scope uh, and budget of the city of Dallas. Uh, you see a lot of things, <laughs> maybe some that work, and probably some that don't work right. uh, that you wouldn't do and you wouldn't replicate when you went to another city. So, um, so I'm I'm really excited. We, you know, we of course have met several times 
Um, and we've, we've t- we spent a lot of time talking about uh, once that as- initial assessment is done, uh, that we start looking at those. And I've, and I've, I've actually told Ben, uh, you know, in our meetings that, look, the same way, look at the grants office. I mean, certainly uh, that was spending money to help create an additional revenue stream. This is no different. If this meant we were starting a parks foundation, that could certainly uh, uh, start to help cover our costs because we know that there is no such thing. I will never propose a budget that will fully cover our maintenance costs at the parks. We know that that will never happen. We don't have the money to do that. So how do we find – how do we meet that delta? And so I, I'm really excited to see what kind of opportunities and, and, and pick his brain. Once he's gotten the lay of the land, we're going to start diving in on on what those may be. And when it's not just money, sometimes it's 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 helping empower neighborhood groups to clean the clean the parks that that they live by, like yeah, the versus, tree planting initiative, uh, getting the know, neighborhood groups involved. Right? Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. It, it's not just dollars. It's not just you know charity dinners and and help our parks. It's that could be part of it. But I think it's also how do we empower the people who care about these places the most. Um, so it's like, you know, when I see on social media, for example, you know, I'll see these groups cleaning up right. around. I always try to get on and say, hey, thank you. You know, thanks for doing this, that, that you care about this place the way I do. And, and I appreciate that. Well, that's a that's a great way to externalize the cost of maintaining the parks to people who are willing and eager to do it. Because, you know, if if 100 people are spending an hour a week maintaining parks, that's, you know, 100 hours a week that you don't have to pay somebody to do that or. Exactly. 100 hours a week that you can be paying somebody to do something else that really needs professional attention, unlike the sort of citizen attention. I guess the one thing I just wanted to, and maybe I know it's a little bit preliminary, but my worry is, you know, um, the the caricature would be we don't want our parks looking like NASCAR jumpsuits. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm on board with, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. commercializing and revenue generation. Um, but I don't want the parks to become just another ad space. And I know that's not what either of you have in mind, but I think that's what the, you know, somebody might have that picture in their head is, oh, my God, he's going to generate revenue by selling park bench advertising and, you know, uh, chain link fence advertising at the dog park at Bayview and on and on and on. Well, look, I can tell you from my own personal experience, I think that the consumer experience, the citizen experience really, really matters first and foremost. And in my past life, I, I would rather I would rather spend a little more money to ensure quality and then ensure a great experience. So, uh, so I, that should not be the concern. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think it's only going to be attacked by ads. And frankly, I don't think that that would be a, a, a big enough thing on the budget, to be honest. I think it's, okay. I think we have to, you know, I think we have to capture the heartstrings of the people who care about this community the most and say, you know, what do we want this place to be? You know, or, or, or what park is most important to you? Where, you know, where did you, raise your children going where did you you know those things that allow and empower for the first time really uh, empower the people of this community to help invest in the places that that mean so much to them um and so you know that could come in a lot of forms but no you know we're not going to have fast food ads on every uh in 94 parks you know everywhere (laughs) that's not the intent i think uh but but i'm I'm really excited to pick ben's brain on on again what's worked and what hasn't well, and, you know, I, all kinds of things are possible here, right? Like naming rights is one of the things that had come up. Um, you know, vendors, for example, I know a lot of times people would love to have, for example, food trucks. And maybe, you know, having food trucks pay for a specific permit to get access to a park that would start to, you know, make money for the city, provide a service, they get business. I mean, th- there's all these kind of, you know, win-win-win sort of scenarios, I can imagine. And I'm, I am. I'm looking forward to some of the details about that. We're talking to D.C. Reeves, uh, Mayor of Pensacola. Hang on for just a second, D.C. Let's get traffic on the fives from Jake. Well, no major accidents to report this morning. That's good. We do have some slowdowns around town. 
Uh, looks like uh, if you're heading out to uh, Cantonment South on Highway 29, starting at Old Kim Strand Road, stretching all the way up to West Nine Mile, there's some some backups there. 98 westbound at Garson Point Avalon Boulevard, starting its usual backup at that light there this morning in Tiger Point. Uh, all exits off I-110 and 10 are, are reporting as clear now, uh, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Also, Dog Track Road is clear with no issues on uh, Blue, Blue Angel Parkway. Uh, if you see anything out there slowing you down this morning, text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Mayor D.C. Reeves, the city of Pensacola. Mayor, obviously parking for Thanksgiving was a, you know, there were more people than there were spaces, even with the big grassy knoll out in the front. Um, I know you talked about there's going to be a, a lot for a couple of hundred spaces that you guys are going to be working on in the spring. I just as a, I mean, it's a completely temporary measure and it would require, you know, kind of a shuttle service. But did you guys look at the possibility of using all of the vacated land where the ST engineering hangars three and four are going to go in the northwest corner? Now that all those houses are gone, it seems like at least there's land close to the airport there that isn't being used. Well, look, I think we've got some some more viable short short term options okay. first uh, I mentioned yesterday that uh, that moving some employee lots uh, out to where those are shuttled and, and understand you know those are the employees that that uh, certainly help make our airport go um, so that does not come without consequence uh, obviously but right. but it is something that at this point is necessary uh, because of the growth and you heard me say yesterday yet again Thanksgiving weekend last year versus this year 15.5 percent higher not five percent, fifteen point five. That's crazy. So it's just been a great thing, but it, we're we're trying to manage it the best we can. Second, uh, we're we're actually looking at temporarily expanding an economy lot, uh, economy lot number one, onto an old aircraft ramp um, to, just to create more space. So kind of same concept you're talking about is you know how do we find more room? Well, I think we found more room that's even closer than okay. than uh, where three and four are going to go because that's pretty you know that's a significant haul down there. Sense. So. Uh, By the way, so if, you're do, if you do that, if you do that, of, sell it, sell it as a VIP, and you know, make a deal out of it, and and charge extra for the ability to park on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll put the sponsored signs you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's on right. The thing, and you know, we'll just knock it all out. Uh, but no, we're uh, so those those two things are happening nowish. So that's even before uh, what I would think would be late spring, early summer, where we'd have the 400 surface spaces. I know designs uh, pretty much complete at this point. So. Um, so as we continue to grow, so, cause a lot of times people, I know I've gotten a question a lot of saying, well, does, uh, does that mean we're not going to get any more parking until there's a new terminal? Absolutely not. Well, we are aggressively working on parking uh, situations, whether we get funding this year in the legislation, uh, legislature or, or federal government or not, we, we are going ahead with these parking projects. So, um, and, and by the way, that surface lot's about a $4.4 million project. This is not a small um, a small project in that sense. So I'm assuming um, that's anyway, going to get so grant that, funding, though, right? Because it's airport today. related. That's your goal is to grant fund that. that that's correct. Well, FDOT is it's actually a 50 50 split with FDOT. So okay. We already received it. Or we have received. We've we've been awarded the 2.2 million in funding in the next fiscal year, and then that's 2.2 of airport money. Yes, absolutely. Got it. Okay. It, it, it's weird. It's like a thriving, growing city has parking issues. Isn't that strange? I mean, who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> one of the other things. I know. Thing- I, I never deal with them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. One of the other um, the other things that had come up yesterday. You were talking about this tree ordinance change, and at, at first, I had thought you were going to address the problem of having contractors working for the power company butcher the trees. Uh, but it seems like you were going more for the issue of you know people hire a tree. Uh, trimmer to come in and trim or take down or do something that winds up violating our tree ordinances and then who winds up you know paying for that and it seems like the answer you want to put in is 
hey, if they violate our rules, let's make their license be on the line. Is that kind of the short version of what you have in mind? That's exactly right. We, we needed to have some accountability measure in place for the companies that should know the rules of our city better than the citizen, right? right? It, because it affects them. You know, I, I always relate it to my own business experience. I mean, if I had plenty of licenses in plenty of agencies over the activities uh, of a brewery or a bar, and I don't get to say, oh, well, you know what? Well, they went and drank it, so why don't you go get them? You know, they may go get them if they were underage and right. something like that, but I am accountable to what happens there because I know the rules. And so um, I, I, I kind of got fed up with getting emails from, from property owners, and whether they were fudging it or not, you know, they're saying, well, look, I didn't even know what the rule, you know, this big, long tree ordinance, I don't know what, what it is. And so it just, the light bulb went off to say, well, shouldn't the folks that know this the best, that, that should be required to know this, uh, be, have the ability to be held accountable and not us chase down, you know, someone that may or may not have known what the rules were uh, as a whole. And so, so that doesn't, it's not going to alleviate accountability from the citizen or the, the property owner in this case. Uh, but if, um, but we have this additional mechanism to ensure, and what do we want? We don't want fines and we don't want to take people's licenses away. What we want is, is for you to think twice before you cut down, you know, a a heritage oak tree at midnight on the weekend. That's what we want you to do. So, um, hopefully we don't have to utilize this very much, but that this just is a little bit of a wake up call for the whole process. Well, credible deterrence is always better than getting compensation for the mistake. Now I totally agree with you. That's, I I like the approach and you're right that, you know, the people who are doing business, you know, the, the bartender is the one who's supposed to know whether you're underage and the bartender is supposed to know whether you're too drunk to be served another uh, bit of alcohol. And that's, that's what we hold accountable more so than the underage person or the person who uh, gets drunk. Uh, We always like to end with a uh, frivolous topic, like a lightning round, kind of concept here first thing is i know this is your background since you were in sports uh commentator on the ohio state michigan game made the i thought errant comment that that was the greatest rivalry in all of sports what is your personal greatest rival it doesn't have to be like objectively this is but what's like the one to you that it's your team versus the the evil empire of whoever's the alternative Oh, I mean, for me, easy for me is Florida State, Florida. Um, All right. And just because in the era I grew up in the mid-90s, it was one versus two, one versus three. Right. You know, when I was, you know, in middle school, I mean, it's definitely Florida State, Florida. And there's no way that Ohio State, Michigan is better, in my opinion, than Florida State, Florida. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I thought it was a little out of place probably for a Midwestern guy. Uh, and me being one, I can recognize the disease. Uh, how often does D.C. Reeves floss? And what type of floss flossing device do you use? Uh, all the time, constantly. It's one of the weird things, uh, you know, multiple times a day. And, uh, I don't know. It's the, I, not the old school. I don't, I don't, uh, you not know, the have string. piece of string. It's okay. The, it's the, you know, the, this technology world we live in, it's one of the, uh, the, the, the little disposable the little flossers has, or something. Piece of string on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, exactly. I'm the same. I think I never flossed ever, ever, ever until they invented those things. And now I floss easily because they're fantastic. That's exactly the same as me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last one is, um, there was national clean out your fridge day. It's always in proximity to Thanksgiving. Um, how full on a regular is your fridge? Super full, medium full, kind of empty. I would say, kind of empty. Uh, you know, we've in this world I now live in in the last year, you know, between dinners and breakfasts and lunches, you know, I'm going places all the time. And then we started to realize we we're throwing out food all the time. So, uh, it's, you know, cupboard is relatively bare here at, a at the uh, mayor operating household. <laughs> Shay Reeves. Uh, so follow up quick one. Um, when you're out and you don't finish your food, do you take it home or do you just leave it, you leave it there? Are you a doggy bag person? I give up on it. Cause 
because I, what I was doing is putting it in a box and leaving it on the table at the restaurant. So, you know, I just give up <laughs> on it. I, I, you know, I'll give it my best shot when I'm there, and then I'm out of there. All right, fair enough. And if it's already getting – you're throwing out food at home, I get why you wouldn't bring more food home. That makes sense to me. D.C. Exactly. Reeves, mayor of Pensacola, sir, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you for the time. All right, Andrew, thanks. 753 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you are working on a home improvement project of any kind – uh, go to Pensacola Hardware. You know, you'll get the great supplies, but also get the great advice. You know, they'll help you figure out how to do it. But even now, like we're in the Christmas shopping season, right? And you might be wondering, oh man, I got to find these gifts. Okay, go to Pensacola Hardware. You're like, Andrew, I'm not buying a saw for, well, you might, okay. But the front of the store is filled with housewares, all kinds of like the kind of stuff you buy something like, oh, Thank you. <laughs> you know, um, you got grills, you got um, gumbo pots, you got knives and all kinds of things like that. Plus, there's a whole room of Yeti. Like, it's a, it's a lot of Yeti merch. And then also, like, football, SEC-related merchandise of all kinds. They play all sides. It's fine. Uh, anyway, there's all kinds of cool stuff. You're going to go there and buy for your friends, your family, for yourself. You're going to have a good time, and you're going to thank me that you went, okay? 20 East Gregory Street, right downtown Pensacola Hardware. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. The Pensacola Christmas Concert is back on News Radio 92.3. It's 24 hours of Christmas music from you, Pensacola. Local churches, local bands, local musicians, all right here on News Radio 92.3, all Christmas Day. We have music from the Pensacola Children's Chorus, the Pensacola Civic Band, Olive Baptist Church, the Perdido Brass, and more. And if you'd like your music to be part of the Pensacola Christmas Concert, send an email to christmas at newsradio923.com. This is Jim Grimes from Southern Media wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Jessica with Pensacola's Kia Autosport wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us at Duncan McCall Advertising, we want to wish you a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Sheila Nichols from Pensacola State College wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Steve Taylor, and I usually hang out in the newsroom at News Radio 92.3. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a happy New Year. Son, all I've ever asked of my Marines is for them to obey my orders as they would the Word of God. I can't stop thinking about the sand in my feet. I got a heartache cause cold ain't for me. I wish my worries would wash into the sea. It's far too cold, darling, cold ain't for me. Good morning, 757 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay, and Jake has our traffic on the fives. Jake? 
Okay, just popping up on the map, Beverly Parkway at Hanson Boulevard. There's a vehicle crash there blocking the road. Um, looking at the map, that's uh, when you're heading down Beverly Parkway eastbound, uh, just before Old Palafox Highway is where that accident uh, has occurred. Uh, so use caution in that area. Uh, if you're headed out to Cantonment, south on Highway 29 is really slow going, starting all the way at Old Kimstrand Road down to uh, West Nine Mile. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cough. And... Uh, yeah. Cough. <laughs> Love it. And uh, that that's about it. 98 westbound at Garcon Point, Avalon Boulevard. That light there at Tiger Point starting to back up a little bit this morning. But otherwise, we're looking good around town. Highway 90 through Milton and Pace is good. And uh, 10 and 110 are checking in clear. If you have any traffic info to report this morning, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, we got David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, former First Lady Rosalind Carter will be buried in her hometown of Plains, Georgia today. Today's service is private for her family and friends and follows the tribute service held yesterday. National Park Service officials say the lighting of the National Christmas tree will go on tomorrow after the tree, well, fell over yesterday uh, because of strong winds uh, blowing through President's Park. And uh, popular science apparently no longer being offered as a magazine. The 151-year-old publication printed its last physical copy in 2018, but a digital version has been available since then. Now owner Recurrent Ventures is ending that after more than a century and a half of covering science, technology, and nature. Articles will still be available on the PopSci website. I'm Michael Kastner. I gotta say, end of an era. It really is. Yeah. And I I didn't, you know, I haven't bought a popular science magazine in a long time obviously uh not at least in five years <laughs> but yeah it's one it's one of those things i didn't know it was gone already but i still feel sad about it leaving absolutely i can't remember the last time i looked at one but yeah it can't go away right we it, need it you, do you remember before there was the internet there was popular science absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's literally absolutely. you couldn't look it up on youtube but you could you know go to the library and Look it up on popular. I mean, that's what you did, right? When you wanted to know how to do something or how something worked. David, thanks for the update. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.